0: Yo, what's going on, guys? This is the Body Snatcher Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Alex Baldazzo, and this is the first official episode of the podcast, and I'm really excited just to talk wrestling with y'all. So I'm just going to cut to the chase and get on to the first topic of today. We're starting out in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa says he would retire if he ever got moved to Raw or SmackDown, which is pretty interesting because he's obviously one of the biggest superstars in NXT right now, especially with Johnny Gargano out from injury. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa has been one of the highlights of NXT. NXT each and every week. He had that crazy match with Undisputed Era at War Games where he dropped Adam Cole through the tables from the top of the cage and ultimately got the win. So a lot of people are speculating that uh, he would retire just because of the bad creative writing from Raw and SmackDown because, I mean, let's face it, Raw and SmackDown just aren't as good as NXT is and NXT is only getting better week in and week out. But in my opinion, guys, I just think it would be the hectic work schedule. You got to remember, Raw and SmackDown travel way more than NXT. NXT is always in full sail in Florida. And I think all that traveling would just get to Tommaso Ciampa. And it would take a toll on his body, especially just coming back from neck surgery and rehabilitation. I mean, I think he's just trying to take care of his health. He's trying to take care of his body. He wants to wrestle and he wants to wrestle for a long time. And NXT is that place to do it. But moving on now, we got Sheamus returning to SmackDown in a promo package. So I guess he really didn't return, but he declared he was going to return. But uh, I love it, man. I love Sheamus. He's got the old haircut. He's got the beard again. I think he's just going to be, you know, an asshole heel. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw him, you know, the Intercontinental title already. I mean, just take it off of Nakamura. I don't think the Nakamura storylines are doing anyone justice um, even Sami Zayn, you know, Sami Zayn has just kind of been the mouthpiece for Nakamura. Uh, you know, move them away from that. Get Seamus the title, you know, let him be a heel and, uh, you know, let him do his thing. If they don't do that, I would love to see him feud with Roman Reigns. Just because back in the day, you know, Triple H and Sheamus screwed Roman Reigns over and Sheamus was able to win the WWE championship. I definitely don't see Sheamus getting thrown into the universal title picture. I don't think anybody's going to beat The Fiend anytime soon. If anyone, I mean, I mean, I don't even know. I couldn't even say anyone that would beat him. I think The Fiend is going to hold the title. Um, I would love to see it at least, at least a year, if not more. Um, he's obviously the most over character in WWE. He's selling the most merch right now. Um, so they're not going to take the title off him anytime soon. Um, another person who's held the title moving over to raw, uh, another person who's held the title way too long already, I think is Brock Lesnar. Now I like Brock Lesnar. I like his matches. I just don't like to see him as champion all the time you know he's just kind of become synonymous with the main title but I mean who's next for him you know he beat Rey Mysterio a couple of weeks back and um, Tyson Fury called out Lester but Tyson Fury's a boxer and in WWE I don't think you should put a boxer as one of your main champions you know it's just that's not how it is I mean I guess I can see Kane Velasquez having another match against Lesnar. obviously Kane Velasquez beat Brock Lesnar in UFC for the heavyweight championship and then uh, at crown jewel Brock Lesnar made Cain Velasquez tap out so I, I could see them having another rubber match but ultimately I think Brock Lesnar still comes out on top a person I would love to see face Brock Lesnar is probably Drew McIntyre uh, he hasn't lived up to the hype ever since coming back to WWE he was killing it in the independent scene uh, but I just think Drew McIntyre is a big enough boy and a big enough star you know if they just keep pushing him if they let him you know, win this Randy Orton feud. I think Drew McIntyre could be the WWE champion pretty soon. Uh, I don't think they're going to have Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens uh, get the title picture, at least not yet, um, just because Seth Rollins has this heel turn going on with uh, the Authors of Pain. And uh, Kevin Owens is one of the biggest faces right now uh, on Raw or in WWE in general. So maybe Kevin Owens could get that push, uh, you know, just be a heel Brock Lesnar. I would love to see it. Uh, AJ Styles just lost the United States Championship to Rey Mysterio. So maybe AJ Styles wins, you know, the WWE Championship with the help of the OC, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, That'd be pretty interesting, I think. You know, Brock Lesnar doesn't really go against factions. So uh, that'd be, I think that'd be a cool storyline. But uh, moving on to another topic of the day, uh, Luke Harper. He actually just filed a trademark for the name Brody Lee. So we all know Luke Harper hasn't been used on TV lately. You know, he's he's not loving his WWE run right now. Um, and he could be leaving soon. I mean, his contract is up in a few months. And now that he's trademarked his name Brody Lee, I mean, could we see him in AEW? It'd be crazy. Another contract that's almost up is Matt Hardy. So Matt Hardy is one of the, I mean, he's so creative, man. He's got that broken gimmick that he had an impact uh, and I think he has a lot to offer. It's just, he's getting up there now and he's, it's his time to put over younger superstars like, uh, Buddy Murphy, you know, Buddy Murphy beat Matt Hardy the other day, uh, where Matt Hardy brought back the, uh, the, you know, the V1 version one extreme Matt Hardy. So, um, once his contract's up, I mean, I don't see him leaving WWE, but I feel like he'll have one last run. Uh, it may not be good. It may not be great, but. Hey, I mean, it's Matt Hardy. Uh, The crowd's going to pop either way. Um, So moving on from WWE on to AEW. So AEW views actually dropped 26% uh, in the past week. So that means NXT has won the Wednesday Night War for two weeks in a row. Um, Maybe Thanksgiving week had something to do with it. Who knows? But AEW is still having a high DVR rating. Um, So including myself, I mean... I usually don't have time to watch AEW live, so I go back and watch it wherever I can. Um But right now, I mean, it's still early. I mean, they're only, what, 10, 11 weeks in now? Um I don't think it's anything to worry about, you know, but they had a stacked card. I mean, going into it, they had um, Kenny Omega and Pac. They had Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho. So, I mean, they had a stacked card. Um So it's just kind of interesting to see it drop. You know, especially by 26%, you would think, you know, less than 10%. But, um, you know, we'll see what they do. We'll see if they take any concern to it or not. And, you know, they'll play it by ear. Continuing on with AEW, the best friends tag team, uh, Trent and Taylor. They've been on a roll. Uh Trent actually beat Pentagon Jr. on AEW Dark last week. And uh, they actually beat the Lucha Bros this past week. So Taylor and Ray Phoenix are going to go at it this coming week. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. The Lucha Brothers, in my opinion, are the best tag team in the world, especially when they're going against the Young Bucks. I mean, they're just there to perform and put on a show and they, you know, they're over with the crowd, but this Best Friends team, I mean, this is honestly the first I've seen them ever wrestle. I'm not familiar with their wrestling careers at all, but the Best Friends, they've just been on a tear and I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I have no problem with it. You know, they're Probably the next top tag team with for AEW, um, but I don't I don't think they're gonna be the ones to beat SCU just because SCU is kind of a face um, tag team as well. So I just don't see them going you know face versus face as far as the tag teams. But what I do see is um, the Butcher and the Blade and Allie. Uh They debuted and they beat up Cody Rhodes after Cody Rhodes had a squash match against some random jobber. So the Butcher and the Blade, I had no idea who the hell these guys were. I don't even think the crowd even knew who these guys were. Jim Ross definitely didn't know who they were. I mean, he was just ruining it. Well, you know, Excalibur, he was just hyping up, oh, it's the Butcher, it's the Blade, you know. Excalibur's trying to hype him up and get him over, and Jim Ross is like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these people, and why are they in my wrestling ring or whatever? So, I mean, I do see the Butcher and the Blade. You know, maybe they're going to get a pot. Maybe they're going to get a push. Um, we'll see in the next coming weeks. But I think the Butcher and the Blade may be affiliated with MJF. Obviously, they beat up Cody Rhodes, and MJF and Cody Rhodes have been having this little feud, MJF turning on Cody. Um, or maybe the Butcher and the Blade and Allie are going to be a faction ran by marty skirl so marty skirl was obviously a past member of the elite and the bullet club but his ring of honor contract is up and don't be surprised if you see him in AEW the next couple weeks or so i would love to see it i love marty he's hilarious uh, i think his matches are Awesome. You know, he's just a funny guy. He's a cool character. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see him run this heel faction and go up against SCU. I think that would be awesome. Just have like a little three on three uh, tag team bout going on. I think it'd be cool. Continuing on with AEW and in the card last week, uh, Kenny Omega and Pac had their rematch. And Kenny Omega has been struggling the past few weeks to get a win. You know, he's kind of losing himself, going insane. But he finally got a win against Pac, which is surprising because. Pac's been on a roll, and I love his matches. I love both these guys' matches, but Pac, I—I I was for sure they were gonna put him next in the title scene against Chris Jericho. But um, you know, with this loss now, maybe that's not what they're doing. Who knows? Maybe Kenny Omega just is deciding to book himself a little bit better. Obviously, he has the power to do that. So we'll see how that goes. Meanwhile, MJF beat uh, Hangman Page for the Dynamite Dozen Ring. So. The whole thing with this ring is I don't know if this is gonna be like their mid card title, like or if they're just gonna bring a title later on, or maybe you know the mid carders like this is what they do you know they put the ring on the line. Um, We've seen it in other promotions, so I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's really cool, but MJF, um, you know he's obviously the biggest heel in AEW or you know arguably in professional wrestling so he's got Wardlow as his you know sidekick henchman type thing so i think with his help he could keep this ring for a very long time and just keep rubbing it in people's faces rubbing it in cody's face maybe he'll put it on the line against cody in the near future um definitely something i'm 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 ready to see it i'm ready to see mjf and cody go at it uh it's gonna be a great match finally for the last topic of today we got Chris Jericho retaining the AEW Championship against Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky being one of the members of SCU, one of the tag team uh, title holders. So Scorpio Sky is so over with the crowd. I mean, the people love him. If he, if he was ever to break off into a single into a singles competitor, um, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. And uh, he would definitely be just as over as he is now, but um, after a great match and a bunch of near falls, you know, Chris Jericho kept going uh, towards that lion tamer and eventually got the Scorpio's guy to tap out. But what happened afterwards uh, was what really excited me. So after Chris Jericho retained the belt, John Moxley comes from the from the crowd. And just looks Chris Jericho dead in the eye, and obviously John Moxley has been uh, issuing these challenges or whatever. Darby Allen being the first to accept one of them and falling short. John Moxley, uh, the way it's looking, he's going to be the next AEW champion, which I have no problem with. I don't think anybody has a problem with it. John Moxley is the most over character in AEW right now. Every I don't think there's not a single person that hates him, but. Just, just to imagine John Moxley and Chris Jericho in some sort of unsanctioned, uh, extreme rules death match. I mean that that'd be fucking insane. Because Chris Jericho's for it. I know he is. Even though he's getting up there, Chris Jericho, he's gonna say fuck it. Let's make the crowd pop. You know, and John Moxley. That's that's his whole gimmick. Is you know, let's do some fucking crazy shit. And you know, let's have Bob Wire. Let's have tables. Let's have fucking a board with mouse traps. That was an insane spot. If you haven't seen that, go watch that Kenny Omega and John Moxley unsanctioned lights out match. That was crazy. So, John Moxley is looking like he's gonna be the next challenger for Chris Jericho's title. And uh, you know that's gonna conclude the Body Snatch Body Snatcher Pro Wrestling podcast. This is the first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, and I'll be coming back uh next week hopefully i'm gonna try to be doing this every week if not um you know a week and a half just to update y'all on what's going on in the wrestling world so hope you guys enjoyed and i hope y'all come back this has been the body snatcher pro wrestling podcast and i'll see you on the next one later